we're going to do the best we can today. Uh, got up early this morning, you know, praying because of this message. It's been a hard, hard message for me. It, uh, it took me over a month. I've known about it over a month that I was going to preach, and it didn't come until I think it was either Monday or Tuesday of this week, what the Lord wanted me to preach on. So we got that message and uh, told Kathy about it, and Kathy, she's been marvelous in this. She's uh, done quite a bit of research. I think we've got like 13 pages of notes and digging into the Bible and finding out what words meant and things like that. And uh, so I was praying to God this morning, and for some odd reason, he took me back, back about, let's see, been about like 19... 23 years, I guess. Uh, I just want to let you... <laughs> I got a question. <laughs> he just took me back to when... I just want you all to understand something. This, this, because this is what the Lord wanted me to tell you. Uh, about 23, 24, maybe 25 years ago, somewhere in that area. Uh... I didn't have nothing, absolutely nothing. Because, you know, a lot of people, they may look and go, well, you know, he drives these fancy cars, he's got a big truck, got his own business, he's doing well. But I didn't have nothing. I had one friend, but I had absolutely nothing. I had no money. And I'll tell you this, I was bankrupt, bankrupt. I couldn't pay bills. Didn't have enough money coming in to even pay bills. Um, I, I was single. I was by myself. So, you know, and I ate on a very, very small budget. Whatever I could microwave, that's what I ate. I made enough money to make my trailer payment. I lived in a house trailer. So, and I'm not knocking that. I'd live in one now if I found one I liked real well. So I'm, I'm not knocking living in a house trailer, but I lived up on a way up in Riverside, Alabama. Didn't have nothing. Lived, and this is what the Lord was telling me. He goes, all them years, all them years. And I told Kathy this morning that I wasted not serving the Lord. All I, I served the flesh. And I served it, I mean, religiously. I was a good flesh server. So, I mean, I was good at it. That's what I did. So, a lot of times you've heard it, you know, sinners, that's what they do. They're good at it. That's their job. They sin. Well, I was a, a flesh pleaser. I was good at it. I, I pleased my flesh. But every time I pleased the flesh, it would take me back even farther. It put me fat, back farther in the hole. My problem was I never had anybody tell me about God. No one told me about Him. I, I, I was in a family that never even told me about God or, or who he was or what he was or if there was one that even existed. I didn't have that in my life. I didn't have it at all. So if I do, I did and, and I just want y'all to understand that, that, that I, I'm no better than anybody else in here. None of y'all. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm we're united together, you know, we're as one. I just want you to know that I'm not better than anybody else in here. 
I never will be any better than anybody else in here. I don't care what the titles they give me or anything else. It doesn't mean anything to me. The only thing that means something to me is to see us walking hand in hand in unity, reaching the people that God wants us to reach. Okay? I don't look down on people. I used to. I mean, I, 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 I was prejudiced. I can tell you that. But I'm tell you what, God will change that heart for you. He'll change your heart. So that you don't see colors. All you see is the heart of the person. The same thing that God sees is the heart of the person. And that's what we need to see is the heart of the person. And that message has something to do with the heart of a person today. Okay, I just, I just want you to know that. And I also want you to know today that, that God, God can see the pain that you're in today. He's already revealed this to me that there's people in here today that that are suffering today, that have a great depression upon them. And he wants you to know that that can be lifted off of you today. Okay? It's going to be lifted off of you today. And the other thing he always put on me is, is cancer. Always cancer. This, this, it's not just the cancer that's in the body. It's the cancer that's in the world that, that's destroying the morals of this world. And that God is going to start doing something about that. Okay, he's going to raise up people that start bringing this country back to where it was founded on by the by its godly foundations that we need to live on and that we need to abide by by God's by God what's in this book the word the word so that that uh, I just want to let you all know that you know I come from humble beginnings just like y'all and one man led me to Christ and when he did I you know, I didn't even know what to do because you know, I got saved, got sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost one night, all in one night. Because, you know, I was, I was sitting out there just like y'all, and before the preacher even got done, I was at the altar. I was crying my eyes out because I knew I was going to hell that night if I didn't get to that altar because I never knew. And so God sent a man to tell me about God and about Jesus. But what I encountered was after that, Nobody else took me under their wing to teach me anything or to guide me and to keep a covering over me. So it wasn't long I was right back out doing the same thing I'd always done before because that is what I knew how to do. I was comfortable in what I was doing. So that's what we try to do here at Solid Rock Church is if, if you come to Christ, we want you to find somebody or hook up with somebody in this church that will help you understand and be able to pour into you the love that Jesus has for you so you don't go back out and do the things that you have done before. That's what, that's what God wants from us, okay? He wants you to change. He, he wants you to turn away from what you used to do. I know it's hard because we like to stay in our comfort zones. We don't like to do try out something new because it's very uncomfortable, uncomfortable for us to do that. It's like when you leave one job and go to another and you've got to, see new people that you've never seen before it's very uncomfortable for you to do that because you're not you're not you're not in tune with those people i guess you could say they're not your friends you don't know them but you know some people that you don't know are the best people that'll come into your life because they can speak life into you so anyways i'm honored to be up here today uh i love this stage it's a wonderful place to be we've had great anointings up here we've had uh, 
Bishop Clint Brown up here that, that kind of was the first one to come up here. And then we've had Pastor come up here and pour his heart out for you. We've had three great women of God come up here and preach. It was so awesome. And Amy up here, she was rebuking us men for, you know, we need to start doing what we're supposed to do, what the Bible says, put a covering over our house and over our wives and over our families. And then we had a great oil change that came along from, from <laughs> Pastor Scott right there. That was just amazing. That was, I loved how she used all the, the seven things of the oil. And if you don't change it, you're going to have a breakdown. And that's what happened to us a lot of times. We'll, we'll, we'll get away from the Lord and we have a breakdown. It's like that hot coal that you get. And, it, and it, as you start moving away, if you don't stay in, in with the rest of them, that, that fire starts burning out inside of you and you grow cold. You go back to the same old things that you've done before. And we don't want to do that anymore. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We want to stay with unity, with unity. That's what we want to be, all in one accord. Because when we're all in one accord, then the glory of God comes in. Pastor preached on the glory of God the other night. Was that not amazing? It was amazing. Carrie was there. She knows what it is like. The glory of God, the face of God came in and in that place and knocked people down. I'm telling you, it was absolutely amazing. You know, they were, that conference is about bringing the glory back. I'm going to tell you what. The bishop brought the glory with him. I'm going to tell you, he didn't have to bring it back. He just gave it to us that night. And it was awesome. Awesome. You ain't never seen a bishop preach like that. And uh, He preached for over two hours, I believe, didn't he? And we didn't get home till midnight that night. It, and we didn't even know where the time had went. It was so awesome. So awesome. And then we had Pastor Sandy speaking about... The words that come out that come forth or the breath of God that comes or the sound that comes before God does anything. Like before the Holy Ghost, and suddenly God does things. God does things suddenly. He don't, he don't mess around. He don't do that little subtle thing. He just suddenly, all of a sudden, your prayers are answered. Suddenly you are healed. Suddenly the depression is gone. Suddenly cancer is gone. Suddenly any high blood pressure is gone. Everything God does is suddenly because he's God. And he's almighty. And he's all-knowing. He knows what's in your heart today. He wants you to suddenly be saved. He wants you suddenly to receive the Holy Ghost. He wants you suddenly to speak in tongue. Because he wants you to have the power of the Holy Ghost. Because you get the power of the Holy Ghost, then you can defeat the enemy anytime he comes at you. You've got the power of the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost will bring back remembrance into your mind. Everything that is said so you can defeat the enemy. You can stand up against him. You can use the Word of God to defeat the enemy. That's what the Word of God does. It defeats the enemy. He has to flee when you go in the name of Jesus and he's gone. He's gone. In Jesus' name, the name that is above every other name is Jesus. So remember that. You've got to use that name. You have the power to use that name. All right? Woo! Come on. We're doing good. All right, you already had a, a, your little bulletin, and on front of it was the uh, pastor text me. I didn't even have a uh, title for it, and then I, I, was in the, I was outside working, doing something hot. Oh, Lord, it's been hot. So anyways, he goes, what's the name of your message? I went, hmm. And, I, and it just hit me. I said, I'm not common anymore. I said, well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm not common anymore. And we're going to find out why we are not common anymore. Okay? So we're coming out of the book of Acts, which is what we've been in. 
So we're going to keep on with the book of Acts. book of Acts is a great book. Yeah, it's, it's full of the Holy Ghost and power. Okay, so we're going to start coming out of chapter 10 and out of the first verse. Uh, mm. It, uh, that came to see. I was I do uh, daily Bible reading every day, and that was one of the things. And when when I read that right there, it just that's when the Lord said, "That's it. That's 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 what you have to speak on." So, and I've read I've read the Bible ever since we started coming to Side Rock Church. I started reading the Bible every year with with the yearly Bible. So, you know, I've read it at least 12 times. I think we've been here over 12 years, something like that, that we've been coming. So, but when, sometimes when you read something, the Lord all of a sudden just throws it out at you, and you see it in a completely different light. So, and I did, and I did. And when we got into it and gotten studying about it, then it was even more revealing the things that had happened. It's 1055. I've already been talking 20 minutes, and Lord, it sounds like I've been up here in an hour. So we're going to try to get through this. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I just got to say this because me, me and Kathy said <laughs> just kind of it's nothing even to do with the, with the message or anything else. But Kathy went to the eye doctor yesterday, and uh, I told her this this morning. So I said, uh, she goes, she went in there, and the eye doctor asked her, her eyes are, are kind of dry, and she goes, well, do you sleep with a fan? And she goes, no, I sleep with my husband. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, if you're sleeping with a fan or some other in ob in object, you know, you may need to get your eyes checked. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty good, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> You may need to see uh, a different kind of doctor if you're sleeping with a fan or a uh, you know, a bike or, <laughs> you know, like when you get a new vehicle, it's hard to get the covers up over it because you're going to bring it in there and sleep on that. So. <laughs> oh, Lord, we, we better do a message because, man, the Holy Spirit's in here today. The Holy Spirit's here today. You know, I'm expecting the glory of God to be here today, too. I'm expecting people to be healed today. I mean, right where you're sitting, I expect you, I expect it. I, ex I have the expectation of God doing something miraculous today in each and everybody's life. You should expect that every day. Every day when you get up, you ought to expect God is going to do something marvelous in your life. Every day. He wakes you up and you start breathing right there. That's a great expectation because he, he's got a plan for you for that day. All right, Acts chapter 10, verse 1, I guess we can put it up there. Um, I'll try... We're going to go through the whole chapter because if we don't, then we won't be able to understand a lot of this. Uh, hopefully I, I do a, well, a, a job well enough that you all understand this. So there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. He was a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment. <laughs> when I first read that, you know, the Italian band. So I thought, well, hmm, you know, there's another group of Italians that, anyways, I kind of enforce things. So... <laughs> And they said, <laughs> and Cornelius was a good man. He was a very good man. He, he, uh, he believed in God. Uh, he was a centurion, which also means that he probably had 80 to 100 men under him that he was the captain of. He was over them. In other words, he had a, like a small army. And since he was a centurion, then he probably 
guarded the upper Roman uh, people that were above him. So he, he was like the guard of those people. So that's who he was. But he was, he was a Gentile, okay? And he, he believed in God. So somewhere along the line, he had heard about God, probably through Jewish teachings, so that he'd heard about God. So, and he would... Um, it was called, he was in that. He was a devout man and one who feared God with all the household and who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. So giving of alms is like uh, uh, giving money, uh, giving food, clothes to whoever needed them. Okay, so, and, and, they, and they respected him because he was a devout man. He did this religiously. So he prayed all the time to God and... God, and he would give up his alms like we do, okay? And then one day, as he was praying, okay, an angel appeared to him. So, you want to get an angel appear to you? Start praying. So, anyways, the angel appeared to him, and he spoke to Cornelius, and Cornelius turned around and said, what is it, Lord? What do you, what do you want of me? I'm just kind of paraphrasing. I mean, it's in the Bible about reading about that. So your prayers and all to come up for a memorial before God. So all this time that, that Cornelius has been praying it is, to God, it has come up as to a, uh, a sweet-smelling Savior to, uh, Savior to the Lord, okay, that, that all that he was praying, God had, he was bringing back to his remembrance. So as a memorial to God, God sent the angel down to let him know that his prayers have been heard, okay? And, that's, and then he sent the angel down, and he told Cornelius what he wanted from Cornelius, what he wanted him to do. That's right. Yes. Yes. This is like a Salem moment. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got to be careful what you ask for because somebody just might bring you a gift. <laughs> I told Brother Fred I, I liked his socks one day, so he bought me a pair of his socks. And I told him if I ever preached again, I would wear the socks. I know that's the only thing y'all going to remember from my preaches that you see his socks. <laughs> Brother Fred, that was for you. So, and I appreciate y'all praying for me this morning. That was awesome. Yes, it was. All right. So this story, it, it tells us how about obedient to God and seeking God through prayer and fasting can be a very rewarding to us. Um, so when the angel appeared to Cornelius, he was afraid. Yet, he said, what is it, Lord? So obviously he knew the voice of God. So do we know the voice of God? Are you listening to the voice of God? Are you, are you listening to a different voice? Do you know God's voice? Okay. Do you know God's voice? Are you in tune to God's voice? God's voice is that Holy Spirit that speaks to you inside. So you have to be in tune. And I preached about that one time, about your antennas that go up, and you've got to receive that signal from God. It's a certain kind of signal that you receive from God. Okay. It's, not, it's, like, it's not like a megahertz or anything like that, but it's, it's a certain signal that you receive from God. And if you're in tune with God, then you will know his voice, okay? The sheep know his voice and obey him, okay? We follow him because we know his voice, 
All right? So if you're going in the opposite direction, you should know that because God will tell you that you are going in the wrong direction. All right, so we need to stay in tune with God's voice so we can hear, hear what he has to say for us. This is my uh, tablet, by the way. Most of them come up here and they're going through that, and I can't, I, I can't do that because I like to sit down and write. And then as I write, God brings these things into me, uh, words, so that I can write them down. I love When I get into God's word, then you can start writing because it's awesome what God will give you. So, uh, and by the way, the voice that you're listening to is the voice that will define you. Okay? Okay? Be careful who you lend your ears to and who's speaking into your life. All right? Remember that. Remember that. So, if you're not... If, you, if the voice that you're hearing is not building you up and encouraging you, you're listening to the wrong voice. Don't listen to a voice that gossips. Okay, Stop that gossip immediately. Do not listen to that. If someone comes to you and starts talking about somebody in this church, stop it immediately. Stop it immediately. Okay, And go to that person and go, hey, do you have an offense against me or not against me? Do not let someone tell you about somebody that you don't even know that person and, they, and you, you're trying to form an opinion of that person that you don't even know. So don't, don't listen to gossip, okay? Don't listen to a voice that's going to tear somebody else down, all right? Hey, I'm not, I'm not rebuking you. I'm just, it's, just, it's just what the Lord keep, keeps putting on me. So, okay. All right, so we're talking about in order to hear that voice of God, we've got to go through prayer and fasting, okay? So when you go fast, um, you know, a lot of times I go, well, I'm just going to fast breakfast this morning. But if I don't pray to God and seek God's face, you're not fasting. All you're doing is just skipping a meal, all right? So you, when you fast, you've got to seek God. You've got to get down on your knees, okay? Sometimes you've got to lay down on your face, and sometimes you just got to cry out to God so that you can hear what God is saying to you. That's what happened to me this morning. All that stuff came back to remembrance, and it just, it just broke my heart because I wasn't serving God the way that I was supposed to be serving Him. And I, and I think it, if when we do that, it even hurts God that we're not serving Him the way that we should be serving Him. Okay. I love the voice of God. I love the voice of God. A lot of time, most of the time, God is correcting me because I'm always doing stuff that I probably shouldn't be doing. You know, a, a lot of times I'm just, I'm just way out there. I'm spur-of-the-moment guy. I just do things without even thinking about it. I do things without praying about it, and I'm just out there. I just go. I still do that right now today. I still do it. And then, then I go, uh-oh. <laughs> And Kathy goes, did you pray about it? I go, no. She goes, well, then now you have to pay for the consequences because you didn't ask God to help you. It's one thing I do. I got my own business. I'm a sole proprietor, but I have a partner, and he's my head partner, and that's Jesus Christ. Before I take any job or do any job, I always seek God. Kathy knows this. I always seek God. If I'm supposed to have that job, I know the Lord will give it to me. And if I don't get the job, then I'm fine with it. So I have a partner, and, and he is the best partner you can have in anything. In your marriage, you need God. That should be your number one partner is God. 
because he's going to keep your marriage together. So remember that. He's, he's the best partner that you can have. All right, and by obeying God, you know, there's rewards and blessings, innumerable that are they're countless. They overtake you. So just remember that. Just prayer and fasting brings, brings forth blessings. So after the angel had departed from Cornelius, you know, he, he had told Cornelius what he wanted him to do, told him to send, send some men to, where was it, Joppa. Is that right? Joppa, is that how you pronounce that? And that's where Paul was, not Paul, Peter. Peter was saying over there with Simon at the time, and, and the angel told him to send men over there, go get Peter and bring him back, because he had a plan. So he sent three men over there to Peter, sent two of his servants and one of his soldiers to go over there. Now, this is quite interesting because, you know, Peter is a man of threes, all right? It always, Peter always seems to work in threes. You know, he denied Christ three times before the rooster crowed, okay? And then the Lord gave him a chance to repent by asking him three times about whether he loved him or not. And he asked him three times, and then on the third time, you know, he told him, feed my sheep, which is to preach the gospel to 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 us and to the world. So Peter's full of threes, okay? <laughs> three men went to go get Peter, okay? Three men. Um, three is the number of divine. It also means completeness. So like the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, that's completeness right there. So it's a divine. It means divine. Um, I wrote a few little things down about that. Here's another three. Jesus rose on the third day, okay? So it's another completeness. That day was complete, and he rose. So it's another thing about threes. I was interested in the threes. So anyways, those men, they sent them over there to get him, and Peter had went up on a roof to pray, and while Peter was up there praying, he fell into a trance. And in this trance, there was a vision came to him from God, where this sheet was being let down. And y'all might have been read this, I've heard it before, about the sheet that comes down, and it has all the unclean animals in it. And uh, God said to Peter, he said, rise and eat. And before that, and I, I think this is the deal, that Peter went up there, and while he was praying, he, he became very hungry. So I think he was thinking, he, the people down below were preparing food for him, but then God put him in that trance, and it, that the sheet came down with the animals, and he said, rise and eat. And Peter goes, oh, not, no, Lord, no, no, no. I'm not, I can't eat anything that is unclean or common. And the Lord says, no, no, no. Don't call anything that I have cleansed unclean or common. So what happened again? Had to let the sheet down again, told Peter the same thing. And Peter said, no, no, ain't going to do it. Can't do it, can't eat it, ain't going to happen. It's Jewish law, can't do that. So he had to let it down the third time. So, you know, Peter's kind of stubborn. So it took three times in order for Peter to finally agree what the Lord was saying. So, you know, some of us are like that. We're pretty stubborn sometimes. You know, the Lord will tell us to do something and we don't do it. You know, I, I get in them situations. I've bought automobiles and stuff where the Lord, I mean, just just grinding at me. He said, don't buy that, don't buy that, don't buy that. And then I buy it. So, <laughs> and, and then you got to pay for that, and that, that's bad. So, 
We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'd probably, uh, I'd probably be a lot better off if I'd listen a little more. Don't shake your head and go, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. I just things just keep going through there about for some day it's a remembrance day for me for some reason I don't know what it is um so anyways went into the trance uh of course we know that Peter means a rock uh so that and then when Peter came down from up there what are you laughing at uh <laughs> so anyways when when he come down there were three men waiting to take him back to uh, Cornelius because the Lord had told him to go get Peter because Peter had something to say to Cornelius, okay? Because God had already put it in it, uh, in his heart what he was going to say to him. So the, the three men came, they spent the night, and they got up and left the next day. Well, the next day, the three men, Peter, and Peter took six men with him of the Jewish faith because back during that time, you were not supposed to associate with the Gentiles because that was against anything that the Jews were supposed to do because the Jews really considered the Gentiles as dogs. And in, in some cases, they even felt that the Gentiles were created to keep the fires of hell burning. I, I looked that up and went, my God. So like that's like on a train and you're stoking that fire, so let's throw a couple Gentiles in there to keep the fire. And maybe the, you know, maybe the gods will be good to us. We'll throw some more Gentiles in the fire. I mean, I'm like, God, isn't that something? That's how, that's how uh, prejudiced they were against the Gentiles, how they hated the Gentiles so bad that they would just soon throw you into hell and see you burn than to have anything that they had or to even be associated with them. So, anyways, uh, as you can see, uh, the three times before he was convinced all right, and then Peter had, had all these threes in his life, denied Jesus, then he went on. Um, so then he went back to where Cornelius was. And uh, Cornelius, who had been praying continually, gave thanks to God and help from God. And he was seeking God always in his prayers and his prayers and alms. So when he came back, then Peter asked him what he wanted. And uh, Cornelius told him that, you know, the Lord had sent him there because he had a word for him and his household. So in his household was his wife. And, of course, he probably had children. And, of course, some of the men from uh, the regiment that he was head over were in that house. See, Cornelius was good. He was a good man. He always gave the alms. He always prayed. But good won't get you into heaven. It just, I know it's a hard thing to take, but you can be good your whole life and never be able to go to heaven without a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and being saved and your name written in the book of life. So being good does not get you into heaven. Even though he was doing all the things good and right, it, he still wasn't, he wasn't fulfilled. To me, that's what he was, was. That's why the angel came because Cornelius knew there was something else that he was missing and something else that he needed. So he needed to hear what Paul or Peter had for him. That's why he sent for Peter because the Lord had already put it on Peter's heart what he was supposed to tell Cornelius. So Peter, so Peter went and came, 
So he goes back with the three men and took the six men with him. And uh, so they came, they came to Cornelius and he told him what had happened about him being in prayer and fasting and what the Lord had done about sending over there. So Peter, Peter came. Mm. Mm. Uh, so after he told him what common was, uh, what the Lord said, don't call anything that I have cleansed common or unclean anymore. So I looked up the word common because I wanted to kind of know more about what common was. So common back even now, it means defiled, unclean, unholy, polluted, ordinary people, the Gentiles, to be foul. So that, that's what common is. That's what common is. But you know what? Once God touches you and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're not common anymore. That's what this means. You're not common anymore. You can't look at yourself as being common anymore. you got to look at yourself, what, what the bishop was talking about last Sunday, as sons and daughters of God. You're not children of God no more. You're sons and daughters because you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. So you are not common anymore. There's nothing common about you. Nothing. The Lord says you're a unique a peculiar people. Peculiar. That means you're, you're different in all kinds of ways. Even when you walk around, people should notice a difference in you. When Peter walked around, just his shadow would heal people. Do you not want that kind of power from the Holy Ghost? That, that shadow, let's see if that shadow, if my shadow just fell on you and, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit fell on you and you got healed. Well, that's amazing power. I want that power. I want that power to be able just to walk up to people, put my hand on them, and they can just feel the, the Holy Spirit just fill them up. The other night when, when Pastor grabbed me and he hugged me and we went down to the floor, my whole body just, just, it just got on fire. I, I, I thought I was burning up. It was, it was just all through my body and in my stomach. It was just churning and churning and churning. And the Holy Spirit and, and was just, just talking in tongue and, and, and praising God. And, and the glory fell and, and they were... It was amazing. It's amazing. The whole church, the, the whole church was filled with the glory of God that night. It was amazing. And people, people didn't look at each other as like they did anymore because the glory of God was on them. All they could see was the glory of God on each and every one of us. And everybody was just yelling and screaming and worshiping God and raising hands and falling out because, because the glory of God had come on them. And, and they looked different. They were peculiar again. We, were all, we weren't common anymore to anybody. And, and we didn't walk in no calmness anymore. We walked in the glory of God. We walked around and people, it was amazing. We just just went around people and, and we would just touch them and, and the glory of God would, would fall upon them and, and that's all it took. Larry was so anointed with so much power. He'd touch and down you would go because there was so much power in that room that night. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. You could not stand in there. And when the glory of God falls, you can't stand because it's so powerful. You, when we walked up front where he was, boom, down we went because it was so powerful. Even after the service was over and and you'd walk up to him, you could just still feel the Holy Spirit was all over him. And it would get on you. It'd fall off on you. And that's what you want. You want that Holy Spirit just to fall off of you on other people so that you're not common anymore. We don't want to be common anymore. I'm tired of being common. I want to be high and lifted up. I want to be 
I want to be a, a man and be able to come up to you and you can glean off me and I can tell you things that you've never seen or heard before. I want you to feel what I feel. I want the Holy Spirit to come upon you. I want you to speak in tongues. I want you to have power, power to cast out devils, power to heal, power to, to restore marriages, power to destroy addictions in every one of y'all's family's life. I want the power of God in your life. I'm tired of being common, tired of being common. All I do is sit around. I don't want to be common no more. I want people to look at you and go, man, you're weird. I say, yeah, I'm weird. Get away from me, devil. I'm weird, devil. Get away from me. I don't need you around me because I'm going to tell you in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. I rebuke every one of them. Don't let them tell you you're not common. Don't let them tell you that no more. You're not common anymore. None of you are common anymore. If you're in here, you're not common anymore because the Holy Spirit's in here. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Man. Oh. Woo. Oh, you bunch of peculiar people. <laughs> Each and every one of you are unique. Each and every one of you are different. Okay? But each and every one of us are in the same accord. Each and every one of us are united together because of Jesus Christ. Okay? We're all different. We're all different, but, and we're all unique. But we're all the same because we got the heart for Jesus. We're all the same. We love the Lord. Yeah. No more common. No more common. Hold your head up when you walk. Don't, don't, don't put your head down. Be proud, of, be proud that Jesus is inside of you. Let people know, okay? I work with heathens. They cuss like sailors constantly. But as soon as something happens in their life, they go, can you pray for me? These are heathens because they know I'm going to pray for them. And they know that. And when I walk on a job, even a lot of them will just say, if they do cuss, they'll go, I'm sorry. I said, man, don't apologize to me. You don't have to apologize to me. So I understand. But I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. I got one guy now that texts me all the time. Ned, when I first met him, he didn't like me. Hated me. Wouldn't speak to me. First time. Big guy. You know him. Big Chris. Big boy. He big. He big. When we're working, he goes, about lunchtime, he comes up and goes, fat boy's got to eat. He just tells it like it is. And we go to all you can eat. Because <laughs> he is all you can eat. <laughs> and I know he don't take offense because now all I did was just be myself around him. And now the man loves me. Texts me. Tells me what's going on in his life. I encourage him. I don't ever let him down. He texts me the other night, 10.30, whatever it was, 11, just what, about to go to bed and he texts me. So I was up another hour going back and forth with him because I knew he needed to hear from God. I'm not saying I'm God, but God talks to me.
And when God talks to me, I'll tell you what God's telling me. That's what a prophet does. He tells you what God's telling him because he wants you to be better. He don't want you to be common. No more common. You cannot be common no more. No more. Don't let nobody tell you you're common. You, you can't be common and serve God. There's no way. It's impossible. It's impossible. I, can't, I, I, I cannot be up here if I'm common. If I'm common, I'm just going to sit up here and, and listen and not do anything and praise God. Uh, I can't do it. Not no more. Not no more. Because I've been under a teaching that teaches you that you've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit and teaches you that you need other people in your life teaches you you need, pe- you need a covering and teaches you that you ha- need people praying for you. Also teaches you you don't need to be proud and puffed up, that you need to stay humble. Okay? But you still need to be bold. You need to be bold according to, to what's inside of you with Jesus. You've got to be bold with that. You've got to be bold. You can't be shy. You can't be shy to talk about Jesus. There's no way. There's no way. I don't care how many heathens are around you. I mean, they even tried to get Jesus. He just walked right through the midst of them. <laughs> They didn't even know where he went. Because I can't, you ought to be like, you got, that's the kind of power that Jesus wants you to have. Yeah. Yeah. There's some in here that will never be common again. Nah, you'll be walking around going, I'm a unique person. I'm peculiar. They look at me and they go, he's peculiar, isn't he? Say, yeah, I'm peculiar. You darn right. I got Jesus in my life. I'm peculiar because I do peculiar things. I lay hands on people. I pray for people. I love people. That's peculiar to the world right now. Yeah, that's peculiar. Yeah, because we love people of color. Oh, that's ooh, something wrong with you. No, there ain't nothing wrong with me because I don't see colors no more. All I see is a heart and a love for Jesus. That's what I see anymore. Yeah, I'm tired of being that way. Mess up my life big time because of that. I ain't going to do that no more. I'm going to be peculiar. I'm going to be unique. because I'm going to read God's Word and find out what He has for me. Every, every word in this Bible is what I want to know about what God has for me. He has power for you. Power to cast out servants. Power to raise the dead. Power to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That's what the power of God is. That's being unique and peculiar. That's why they would stone people. That's why they stoned the apostles. Oh, something wrong with that. Man. We can't have that going on. No siree. Woo. And take away with uh, you know our our little clique that we got going. He's trying to break that up, trying to bring in a different kind of God. There's only one, and I'm not him. I'm dead right now. <laughs> Woo! Man. You know I cannot stop walking around up. Here. I mean, whenever I get up here, I don't know what it is, but it's back and forth. Bang! I'm gonna wear a rut in this carpet right here. So, hey, I had a hand in building this. I can make a rut in it. Sure enough. This is beautiful. That Raul did a heck of a job right there. That man is unique. Unique. He's unique. He loves God with all his heart. That man traveled thousands of miles just to get back over here to us. Because he's one of us. He never gave up. He's unique. If we all had that kind of kind of uh, uh, finesse to get here. Ooh. 
Love you, man. He's a great man of God. A man loves God no matter what goes on in his life. He loves God. Sat under a tree and listened to the message, didn't you? On a phone, they shouldn't have had power on it. That's God. That's God. That's God encouraging him, letting him know he could get back here safely. That's God. God does things in your life that you don't even understand. That's what the uniqueness is. Okay? That's what peculiarness is. Does things out of the ordinary. You're not ordinary. Not anymore. When you leave here today, you ain't going to be ordinary. You're going to be unique. Remember that. Remember that. Oh, God, a joke just came into my head. I can't believe it. Woo! Man. Mm. Somebody out of a Looney Tune cartoon. <laughs> oh, they put that back on my cable. I love it. I love Looney Tunes. I'm, I'm crazy. I don't know, but I just love it. Woo. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Mm. Mm. Okay. He sent for Peter because Peter had a word in him. Because he knew there was more to it than just having to give alms and being a good guy and being nice. He knew there was more. There had to be more. So he seeked him. He seeked him out. He said, bring him to me. Bring him to me. Peter went willingly. Because God told him to go, especially after three times. He's, he figured, well, if I don't go a third time, he might put me in the belly of a fish like he did Jonah. When he told Jonah to go preach to Nineveh, he goes, oh, no, I'm going this way. He goes, ha, ha. no, you're not. No, you're not. Don't turn and walk away from God. Don't do it. Don't do it. He'll put you in the belly. Now, man, can you imagine when you come out of that belly and he spit you out up on that shore? You stank. You stink, you stink just like that old devil did. You know, we hate that stinking thing. Don't run. Don't run from God. God has got what God has for you. You won't. You won't because it's unique. I love that. Unique. What a, what, it's a fantastic. I love uniqueness. Each and every one of you unique. Each and one of you have a unique talent. Singing. Being a mother. Absolutely great mother. Never thought it'd be possible. I love you, Mandy. Y'all don't know that story either, but that's all right. That's all right. God had a plan. Had a plan. We can't stop God's plan. You can't stop God's plan in your life. You can't. You can't run from him. I don't care where you go. You can go into the depths of hell. Make your bed there and he's right there with you. That's what David said. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. God is with you. You, you can't get away from him. There's no way. If I stop right now, lay this down. Quick. I thought I'm walking out the door. He'd tackle me before I got out of the, out of the building. Because that ain't God's plan for me. God's plan for me is to tell you what God has for you. The word that he's put inside of me is for you. And me. Mostly me. Because I thought I was just common. In fact, I'd go to pastor and go, I'm not worthy to get up here and preach. I'm not worthy to be an elder of this church. I'm not worthy of any of that. In fact, I've told him several times I want to step down, I don't think, because I was afraid of what the people might think about me. But it's not the people. It's what God thinks about me. 
God thinks I'm a unique and peculiar person. God has word inside of me that if you don't want to hear it, that's okay. It's for somebody out there that needs to hear this, that you are no longer common, and that don't let nobody tell you you common. That ain't going to happen. Okay? So when that Holy Spirit falls upon you, and you start peeking in tongue, it scares people. You know why it scares them? Because they got the devil in them. And that's what scares them. Because now you can read their mail because you got the Holy Spirit flowing inside of you. Because when you get around people, you know it's the people you're supposed to be around or not be around. Sometimes we got to cut friends loose that you think are your friends, but they're not. Okay? They're gossiping behind your back. They're saying that, that person's crazy. Walks around talking in tongue. Tongue talkers. Man, I want to be able to talk in tongues all the time. Because that's my prayer language that goes up to God. And that's a sweet smell unto God, that savory smell that goes up. And, and Pastor talked about, about that. I mean, Kathy did before he even preached it. And, it. and what it was is confirmation when we talked about the flesh being burnt. Being burnt off of you. That's a sweet smelling savor unto the Lord. Because, it, because it's burning off the junk that's on you. And, and the Lord loves that. And as it burns off, your soul becomes refreshed. And you, and, and you get back. Like when a fire burns a forest and it comes back, it's all beautiful and green and new. And that's what happens to us. We come back beautiful and new, a unique person. And that's what he's looking at. He's going, oh, my God, look at that person. He's on fire for me. Yes. Yes, let that fire burn inside of you. Woo, let it get off on other people. Yeah, let a cloven up on your head when he came into that upper room. And the cloven fire sat up on each and everybody's head because they were in all one accord and they were united together. And when they went out, they were still united. Okay? They didn't go out against each other. God gave them power to go out. Mm. Nobody was better than the other one. Nobody. Even, even Paul writing as much as he did about the Bible, he wasn't better than anybody else because he said he was a sinner and he was a chief sinner. All right? So I, I know how Paul feels because I've been a sinner. I've been a sinner. It's not good. It's not good. It rottens your bones. It tears up. It, 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 your soul becomes just cold. Okay? You, don't, you don't like people. You don't trust people. You don't want to be around people. Because, because, especially godly people, because they can see who you are. And you don't like seeing who you are. Because if you really looked in the mirror and seen who you were, you wouldn't like it either. Not at all. But when you become unique and uncommon and peculiar, you love looking in that mirror every morning. You love getting out of bed and jumping out. Boom, there you go, devil. I'm up. Just like Pastor talked about. You can shake the gates of hell when you get up. Like he said, your name needs to be known in hell more than in heaven. So each step I take, I'm just, the, the devil's getting shook up because right now we're getting the anointing falling in here. And the devil ain't got no place in here because we're in here. You're in here. You brought God with you, didn't you? Is this not the day of Pentecost? It's fully come. Is that not it? Hands up, hands up. Is that not us? Is that us? This is us. This is who we are. 
We are not common anymore. And we won't be common anymore. We can't. It's not going to happen. Woo, I could take off running if I didn't have a bum leg. Uh, that's, that's part of my sin, too. You know, I got steel up here, steel in there. Um, you know, just kind of like David Esco has steel in him. You know, when, when the Lord raptures us, if you're next to us, you'll hear a lot of tinkling falling because all that steel is going to be falling out on the ground. Come on, have it there anymore. Okay? It's going to be gone. It's going to be gone. I love it. So, yeah, I, I run around. I hobble a lot sometimes because that leg will get messed up. I should be dead, but I'm not because God had a plan. I wrapped myself around a power pole running 90 miles an hour, and I hit it mid-air. Totally destroyed a truck. Totally wiped it out. My mother and father-in-law come by, and it was on a rollback, and they happened to be going home, and they went, you know, it looks like Jim's truck. About 30 minutes later, they found it was Jim's truck. <laughs> so I don't know. We, we might have shown the pictures one day up here, but showing up. It's right up here on uh, Butt Holmes Road. Is that? Yeah. It was. God had a plan. I should be dead. Doctors told my daddy he might have 20% chance of living. 20%. Maybe. Maybe. They pumped so much beer out of my stomach. It didn't make anybody sick. That's how bad a sinner I was. But now I'm a unique person. Because, because God had a plan for me. This is part of God's plan right here. Part of God's plan. This is our plan right here. Take care of God's house while, while the bishop is, is relaxing and refreshing himself. So when he comes back, he's got more power. He's got more, he's got more wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Remember that. We're supposed to fear the Lord. That means that we honor Him and worship Him and praise Him. It's not that you run from Him and that you're afraid of Him, but you respect Him and you lift Him up. You honor Him more than anything. That's what fear is. And I fear the Lord. What the Lord has done. Every time I stop and think about what the Lord has done to uh, I just start crying like a baby. Kathy knows that. I was out there this morning crying like a baby because, and it was beat into me that I shouldn't cry because I'm a man. You don't cry. Men don't cry. My dad would beat me till I stopped crying. That's how bad it was. Black and blue. My daddy'd be in prison now if, if these things went on like they did now. Like they, it was, it's the truth. It's the truth. I've been black and blue from head to toe. I've been picked up and thrown. I've, I've been beat with croquet, mallets, fishing poles, you name it. There's not a weapon <laughs> that he could find that he didn't whoop me with. But the Bible says any weapon formed against me will prosper. I lived through every bit of it. Every bit of it. Every beating. Everything even told me that I should have been a girl and not a man. Because I wasn't exactly like him. I wasn't mean as a snake. The man was meaner than ooh, snakes would run from him. That's how bad he was. He was bad, mean, bad, mean. But as I got older and got, got in touch with God, I understood why he was so mean. 17 years old, he was in the service fighting World War II, hand-to-hand -hand combat with people, killing people face-to-face. -face. 
it changes who you are. I never realized that growing up, that, that he had so much anger inside of him because of that. I forgive my daddy. I still love my daddy. My daddy taught me a lot of things. I still love him. He's not here anymore, but I understood where he came from because he never had nobody in his life either. He didn't have nobody telling him about God. Only thing I ever knew about God is that he goes, me and God talked. We're good. And that's all he ever said. But we witnessed to him. Kathy and I witnessed to him before he died. We always went up and seen him when he was in the home and always asked him whether we could pray for him for his salvation. Because God don't want nobody going to hell. He wants you to all to come to repentance. And no matter how, how bad your dad is, your mom is, they're still your mom and dad. The Bible says we're supposed to honor them. And so I did. I didn't want to. Didn't think it was the best thing to do. Because my flesh didn't want to. But my spirit did. Because that's what God put inside me. Okay? So I forgave my dad and told my dad I loved him. Never told me he loved me. Never told me he was proud of me. I'm proud of every one of y'all. Every one of you. I'm proud that you're here today. It fills my heart with joy that you're here today. Because you made that decision to give your heart to God. So I'm proud of you. I just want you to know that, that I'm proud of each and every one of you. Because you all have made sacrifices to get here today. You all have made sacrifices in your life to be where you're at today. Without those sacrifices, you wouldn't be here. Okay? I'm just, I'm thankful for whoever it is that's spoken to your life. That you came here and that you, and that you were saved and that you got close to God. I'm so thankful for that. Proud of each and every one of you. I just want you to know as you go forward, I watch you. And I see how you grow and how you love God and how you worship. How you get down on your knees. How you come to these altars. And how you praise Him and worship Him. Mm. Mm. He's so good. You little uniqueers. Y'all are amazing. You're amazing. Okay? And that's what you, you're not common. You're not common, Steve. You know you're not common, are you? You know you're not. You know that. You know that too. It's a good man right there. Man's been through a lot. I've seen, I've seen him been put in positions and then taken away from him and then tell him do this and that. Never, never have I heard him complain. He's a humble servant. And that's what I want to be. I don't... But let, let me say this. I know that we're not supposed to think that we're better than anybody else. But as our pastor goes up, then we need to go up with him. All right? So we need to lift him up. And as he goes up, we're going to go up. We're going to go up with him. Okay? So your uniqueness will go up. All right? So you're going to be completely different than what you were. All right? You're on, you're on a ride right now that you probably never imagined that was going to happen. You wait. <laughs> you wait. 
Carrie, you know this. Pastor is on a level that you do not even understand or comprehend right now. It is a, You can't even be around him without the Holy Spirit falling on you. You can't. There's no way. There's no way. He's got so much power in him right now. And just like I said, I'm going to chase him. Just like Elisha chained, chased, chased Elijah. I'm going after him. Because you know why? I want the mantle. I want that mantle. I want double portion. Just think, I think a double portion of what he's got would just about do me in. But I'm ready for it. I want a double portion of what he's got. Don't you want a double portion? You want a double portion? I know Miss Ruby does. I know Miss Ruby, and I know Mac does. I know each and every one in here wants a double portion. I can see, look, I'm glad you came. I'm glad you came. I read your posts. God's going to answer your prayer. You just hang in there. Don't, don't you give up. Don't you give up. God has a major plan in your life. And it's starting to manifest. And you've seen it already starting to manifest. So don't you give up at all. You hear me? Don't give up. All right? Whatever you need, you call on us. We're here for you. That's what this church is for, to hear for you. We're here for you. You understand that? We're here for you. Mm. Mm. So anyways, while Peter was there talking to Cornelius, the Holy Spirit fell. It fell while he was talking. He didn't even have to ask them do you want to receive the Holy Spirit? It fell upon them when he was just talking to them. All he did was just start talking about, about God and all the things that God had for them. And then Cornelius and all them in that household, the Holy Spirit fell on them. And then, and then that, that's when he was saved right there. When, when he started talking about the Holy Spirit, he got saved. He knew there was more. He knew there was more. And then once they got saved, Paul said they need to be baptized. So if you're saved and you're not baptized, you need to be baptized because it's an open confession of your faith, of, of what you believe in. And that the Holy Spirit just fell while he was talking to me up here just rambling on and just talking about things and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit can fall upon you and it'll convict you like it did me and I just came to the altar because I knew there was something I needed from God. But it didn't last because I didn't have nobody for a covering. Nobody helped me. Nobody taught me. And that's what we do here. Kath and I teach you as you come through our class different things. And then we get you involved in the ministry so, so you, you can work for God and do the things that he's called you to do. And as you're busy working for God, God blesses you. Okay? And as you're helping other people, he blesses you. What you do for others, He'll make happen for you. That's good. It's 11.45. Never thought I'd make it this far. You don't know the struggles I went through to get here today. A month of fighting the enemy. Attacks coming against me that Kathy don't even know about. Sleepless nights. For a month, I've been awake between 2 and 3 every morning. Every morning. Now, what is it, God? He said, I just want you to start praying. Okay, well, you're going to give me a message today. Nope, just start praying. 30 days later, he finally gave it to me because I was obedient. 
I don't care whether I got one hour of sleep or two hours sleep. Still went and did my work all through the day. I was tired when I got home. <laughs> Go back to bed about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, up again, 2, 3 o'clock. I don't even think Kathy knew about a lot of them. Lord will wake you up when he's got stuff for you. Okay. Prayed for a lot of people in this church. Sure did. Prayed for healing. Prayed for addictions that would be broken in your family. Prayed for your marriages. Prayed for whatever bad report the doctor gave you that it was a lie. It's a lie. Don't let them tell you that. I had them tell me one time I had a ruptured disc. I'd have to have surgery. The nurse called to schedule the surgery. I said, you can cancel that. I said, I ain't coming. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. And in fact, we were at Solid Rock over at the old rock school, and that nurse came to one of the services. And I walked up to her, and I said, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Went back to the doctor. He's a God-fearing man. My doctor right now. He's the one that scheduled the surgery that I had to have it done. And I was healed. And he goes, how are you doing? I said, I'm great. I'm healed. I'm out playing golf, working, doing everything I've always done. He goes, well, that's amazing. I said, God healed me. He goes, yes, he did. But he put it in report that the medicine healed me. And I know medicine can heal a ruptured disc. Because once it's ruptured, it's ruptured. And there's only one person that can put it back together. And that's God. That person can put your life back together. I don't care how many pieces it's in. I don't care what you've been through. God knows you. God wants you to be put back together. He wants you whole. Whatever ailment you got or anything that's going on in your life, God can fix it. He can make it whole because you're unique. You're not common. God does things in uncommon ways. He uses people that you never thought he would use to come into your life. People that you despise sometimes come into your life and bring a blessing with them that you didn't think that could ever be possible just like those guys I work with. Some of them are so hard and crash. Oh, man. The uniqueness comes off of you onto them. Okay. You may have to do a lot of battling. Okay. It's just like when Cornelius started praying. They heard his prayers when they first went up. Just like Daniel, when they, he, they heard his prayers. But for 21 days, they had to fight the principalities in the air to get to him. In fact, they had, the angels had to call in reinforcements to get through. Don't stop praying. God's got reinforcements coming. <laughs> he's, got, he's got, you know, and when he was praying and that angel showed up, and it, it scared him. He, he was so scared. He, it feared. Fear came over him. And the angel said, fear not. So You know, the angel ain't no little wimp. I'm going to tell you, that angel, he's probably about eight, nine foot tall. He's got the armor of God on. He's mean looking. I'll tell you what, he can whoop the devil. He ain't got no problem whatsoever whooping the devil. If, if the Lord sends you an angel, get up and do what he says. All right? Don't, don't let it. 
don't, don't fight him for three times. <laughs> Just get up and do it. Get up and do it. I didn't get through much of my message. But that was the gist of it, just to know that you're not common anymore. God wants you to know that. He was, he was the first Gentile to be saved by God and the Holy Spirit. And from then on, it spread. And then when Peter went back to Jerusalem, here come the religious folk. And they got all over him. What, what were you doing in there preaching to the Gentiles? eating with the Gentiles. Don't you know that that's against Jewish law? You can't do that. You defiled yourself. Peter went, oh, no, no, no. What God has cleansed, you cannot call common anymore. Every one of you have been cleansed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Carry that uniqueness with you. Show them who you are. Brag on God. And he'll brag on you. That's what he said. Draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. Confess me to men, and I'll confess you to the Father. Ooh, how would you like to go up there and go, man, you ought to see what Brother Fred did today, God. He went in amongst the prisoners and spoke to them. He told them that their life can be changed. Is that not right, Brother Fred? Their life can be changed. And he sends a man. He uses man to go and do that. The uniqueness that each and every one of you have. Don't ever think that you're not worthy. Don't ever think that. Also, don't think you're not, you're, don't think higher of yourself than you ought to. Okay? We're both on the same, all of us are on the same plane. And none know better than anybody else. And God looks at the heart of the man. That's what he looks at. And so many times in the Bible, that's what he looks at, the heart. It's not what's on the outside. Never will be. Stand to your feet. Mm. Prayer today is that, that if you don't feel that you're worthy or that you're uncommon anymore. I pray that this message has touched you to know that you aren't common anymore. That you have become a unique and peculiar individual in God's eyes. And if you don't feel like you're that anymore, you know, every head bow and eyes closed. And if you don't feel that way, then I'll just ask you to raise your hand. I ain't going to ask you to come up front. We're not going to make an open show of anybody. It's just, it just so I can pray for you and, and God can see your heart. Because he wants you to be unique in God's eyes. Being peculiar and being unique. you're special to God and that you're a jewel you're carefully preserved you're personally acquired by him you're his possession also in the Bible it says that you're the apple of his eye how amazing is that oh, what, a, 
What a wonderful God we serve, a merciful God we serve. No matter what we've done or what we've been through, he's always there for us. I don't think there's anything that we could ever do where God couldn't forgive us.